Hey everybody, I'm Eric, and today I watch WWE 2018 Week 6. Such a goof. I admittedly waited way too long to record this episode. Uh, I watched pretty much everything all at once on Wednesday or Thursday, and so I can't really remember a whole lot. So I'm only going off my notes, and if they spark anything else that I remember that I really liked... I'll talk about it. So this can be a quick one, I think. Or maybe it won't be. Maybe I'll remember a lot. Okay, so this week began on February 5th, 2018 with Raw episode 1289. We're 11 episodes away. Nobody has even mentioned this. And maybe it's because it happens... Actually, when does it happen? Let's see. Uh, that's, that's 90, 91, 92... 93, 94, 95, 96, 97. Okay, it happens three weeks after WrestleMania, so that's probably why they haven't said anything about it at all. 1,300 episodes coming up. That's crazy. Okay, so uh, we had Bray Wyatt versus Roman Reigns for a spot in the Elimination Chamber. Uh, Roman Reigns won, and Matt Hardy appeared and did something I don't remember. Uh, Sasha won't give Bailey any tips for beating Asuka as they're chatting backstage in the locker room. Uh, Sasha says that she's figured out Asuka's weakness. So I, I guess we'll see how that goes at some point. We find out who the participants of the Women's Elimination Chamber match are. Of course, we have Alexa Bliss defending her championship and we also have oh i didn't even write it down so i have to remember this okay bailey's in there sasha's in there mickey james is in there mandy rose and um sonia deville i will talk a little bit more about mandy rose because she's in the mixed match challenge and on main events alongside gold dusts and that's been pretty exciting um uh, alexa is not happy about this because the men's elimination chamber match is not for the universal championship. It's to determine who will fight for the universal championship at WrestleMania. And uh, if men and women are being treated equally, then she shouldn't have to do it either. It's a sound argument, but Kurt has a good counter argument as Brock Lesnar defended his championship at the Royal Rumble, whereas Alexa Bliss did not so i am thinking sasha banks stands the best chance of winning this match she has experience in cage matches although i guess te technically alexa bliss does as well and mickey james does as well as far as helping alexa bliss win a championship or defend a championship rather uh so maybe that could come back into play a little bit i'd be kind of surprised if they did uh did uh call back to that because that was a while ago that's that whole la luchadora ordeala with becky lynch and mickey james and alexa bliss um but hey you never know you never know what, what will happen uh i i'm i'm guessing it's gonna be sasha Maybe my, I'll change my pick next week and the week after that. Um, but for now, that's who I'm sticking with. But I would not be surprised at all if Alexa Bliss 
is able to hang on to that championship, especially if she enters the chamber last and she stands the best chance against everybody else. Everybody else will be very tired. Um, while number five won't be as tired, but number one through four could, could, uh, team up against entrant number five and get them out of there right away. And then number one through four are easy pickings. Hey, that's enough speculation. That's enough predictions for, we're, we're not close enough to the elimination chamber to talk too much about that. So Asuka, of course, defeats Bailey. The Miz defeats Apollo Crews to earn himself a spot in the Elimination Chamber match. Uh, Jason Jordan can't compete because of his neck. Uh, Seth, uh, he, he, they were going to have a second chance at the Raw Tag Team Championships, or rather their rematch. Um, but uh, since Jason Jordan can't compete, Roman Reigns appears and smiles are executed <laughs> would you execute a smile for me real quick thank you uh seth and roman versus the bar for the raw tag team championships jason jordan gets involved he's helping actually actually he's making quite a positive difference for the team of seth and roman reigns but uh he gets a little bit too confident with his ability to help and ends up screwing things up and uh they get disqualified uh, Seth is pretty mad. He yells at uh, he yells at Jason Jordan backstage, and that's a lot of fun. Uh, Nia Jax defeats someone who we haven't seen before, and uh, she says that she doesn't fear Asuka. And then the main event, a triple threat match to determine who from last week's Elimination Chamber entrant matches would be able to enter the match last. So we had Braun Strowman, John Cena, and Elias go head-to-head, and uh, Elias won. But Braun totally destroys him and John Cena uh, for about, like, it seemed like 70 minutes. A solid hour and a sixth of Braun power slamming running power slam after running running power slam it was a, it was a little bit too much a little bit too much uh so that brings us to smackdown episode 964 which aired the next day february 6th i'm not gonna say the date for every episode um we open up with shane and daniel bryan talking about s- stuff we get rusev day chance and shane says duly noted but it didn't really do anything with that i just wanted them to shut up okay but aj styles he comes out um he was built for the grind but he can't deal with management obsessing over kevin and sammy he's sick of it everything everything seems to be revolving around kevin and sammy and as a result also adversely affect aj styles he can't have great matches against other people because he keeps getting put in matches against sammy and kevin or sammy or kevin or sammy and kevin at the same time or kevin or sammy the main event of this episode was sammy Zayn versus kevin owens the winner would go on to fight aj styles for the wwe championship at elimination chamber not elimination chamber at fast lane that's the smackdown the next smackdown pay-per-view 
Um, so we'll, we'll get to that in a second. We had Charlotte versus Liv Morgan. Uh, Charlotte won via the figure eight. The Bludgeon Brothers destroy a couple of guys who just wandered in looking to have a good time, maybe do a little bit of wrestling. And instead, they got totally destroyed by the Bludgeon Brothers. Uh, the Usos come out and stare them down a little bit. They don't have a match because Jimmy's got to save his strength for that mixed match challenge later in the night. But they uh, they present an explanation of the Uso Penitentiary or the Usos Street Code. It was a pretty good, pretty good promo. I enjoyed it. Then... We had another kind of – SmackDown is becoming a little bit of nonsense. I don't dislike it, but it is a bit of nonsense. Uh, we have the top ten determined by the locker room. So everybody's voting for each other. They can't vote for themselves. And, uh, yeah, we have number ten, Ty Dillinger. It's, uh, that's, a quint- that's too much of a coincidence. Too much of a coincidence that he's the number ten on there. And – uh, somebody on on Reddit made a really good point that it's it's getting to be a bit a little bit too much. Not everything has to be about the number ten, unless he's fighting the phenomenal one or CN. Uh, other powers of ten related number people. Okay, so uh, number nine was Randy Orton. Number eight is Becky. Number seven is the Usos. Number six, the New Day. Number five is Bobby Roode. Bob Roode. Number four is Naomi. Number three is Shinsuke Nakamura. And number two was Charlotte Flair. And number one was the phenomenal one, of course, AJ Styles. Oh, wait, that, that is way too much of a coincidence. This is obviously not actually put to vote unless everybody planned to do that to get them in those specific spots come on what kind of what kind of wool are you trying to pull over our eyes with this top 10 list used as a narrative device um i did enjoy some of the reaction videos that uh, the superstars had when they heard about their placement on the list uh becky's was, was the best one i thought okay so we have the United States Championship match that Rusev earned against the champion Bob Roode. And uh, Bobby Roode successfully defends that championship, uh, but then he gets hit by an RKO out of nowhere. <laughs> um, somebody on commentary went, he did it again! It was, probably, it was probably Tom. But maybe it was Byron. Any hoodles. Uh, American Beta... <laughs> Versus the Ascension. Um, why I say any hoodles? Um, I should say it more often. I am going to say it more often. I just said that's, that's the thing now. Uh, we have the punchlines, American Beta says, about everybody being so funny. Like the fashion police being funny. Or, or some, I don't remember exactly what happened there. I think American Beta won. But maybe they didn't. I don't know. Uh, so our main event, Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens. They're thrown down, beating each other up, fighting forever, even though they're, they're best friends. But it's not about friendship. It's about earning a championship opportunity at WrestleMania. Not at WrestleMania, at Fastlane. Keep, uh, keep, keep missing it. Undershooting and overshooting with the name of the, the, the pay-per-view there. Uh, Sammy has the upper hand on Kevin. But then uh, he gets a bit distracted 
talking to AJ Styles, uh, throwing some words at him. And then AJ Styles responds by throwing some hands. So AJ is out there to observe the match because uh, whoever wins, he's going to have to fight next. So you may as well do some scouting. But uh, he also provides some commentary. Uh, so, yeah, things go down. Sami Zayn starts starts yakking his jaw at AJ Styles. AJ Styles pushes him, shoves him into Kevin Owens, and he just attacks them both. And so it's a disqualification. I guess technically Sammy won because he was hit by AJ first, but I, I think shoving doesn't necessarily cause a disqualification. It was the punching right afterwards that definitely caused it. I may be remembering that incorrectly. He might have actually hit him with a forearm instead of shoving him, but I can't remember. As a result, Daniel Bryan comes out and announces, Okay, AJ Styles, you're going to fight Sammy and Kevin in a triple threat match at Fastlane. Woo! And then on Twitter later on, yeah i'm not so excited about that because it's like how how is that very i mean i know it is different technically from the royal rumble match but it's still the same three people for the same championship with the same ability to work together against the champion i anyway uh shane did get on twitter and add another thing that uh Dolph Ziggler and somebody else I can't even remember who are fighting next week and the winner of that match will be added to this WWE championship match to make it a fatal four-way so I guess that is a little bit more different enough that I won't be too upset about watching that match i is really hope that aj styles is still the champion coming out of it because i gotta see shinsuke nakamura versus aj styles at wrestlemania it's it has to happen please so that brings us to the mixed match challenge week four jimmy uso and naomi defeat Goldust and mandy rose aka rose gold or Rose dust. I don't like rose dust. That doesn't make any sense. Rose gold is an actual thing and it's luxurious. Whereas rose dust, I guess technically is an actual thing, but uh, I'm pretty sure it would just make you sneeze. Well, I guess gold dust is also an actual thing that could potentially make you sneeze, but uh, it's probably also lethal. No, gold doesn't react to things. It's probably still not good to to inhale it, though. Okay, I'm actually curious about this now, and so I pulled up uh, an article. It's a it's a study published online uh, titled "Subchronic Inhalation Toxicity of Gold Nanoparticles." Uh, so I, this study was published online on May fourteenth, two thousand eleven. And uh, as a team effort between a bunch of different laboratories, a bunch of different authors credited for this. Just search for that title line if you want to read for yourself. So the backgrounds 
of this study is that gold nanoparticles are widely used in consumer products and only a few studies i'm abridging it a bit here only a few studies have produced data on the in vivo toxicology of gold nanoparticles meaning that the absorption distribution metabolism and excretion of gold nanoparticles remain unclear and the conclusion is that uh, lungs were the only organ in which there were dose-related changes in both male and female rats. Changes observed in lung histopathology and function in high-dose animals indicate that the highest concentration is a lowest observed adverse effect level, and the middle concentration is a no-observed adverse effect level for this study. So there you have it. Gold dust is not particularly nanoparticularly dangerous to inhale and so i think gold dust is safer than rose dust because at least a certain percentage of the population is going to be super allergic it's going to make them sneeze at the very least and so i am sticking with rose gold as their team name because that that's not going to make anybody sneeze and it rolls off the tongue better rose gold rose gold here comes rose gold it's better than the golden truth actually golden truth is pretty good too okay that's enough about rose gold no wait let's skip forward real quick to main event where we saw gold dust versus kurt hawkins with Mandy Rose at ringside. They had a very fine entrance. It's pretty excited to see them uh, do their thing together, getting warmed up for the mixed match challenge. And uh, it, was, it was pretty fun. It was pretty fun. Of course, Kurt Hawkins won this match and broke his. No. <laughs> uh, Goldust won the match, uh, prolonging Kurt Hawkins' losing streak even further. I think he's at 171 losses as of this match uh, or some somewhere around there also on main event we had Kalisto versus Arya Daivari and Kalisto won via Salida del Sol he's kind of getting warmed up for his fantastic match on 205 live so let's talk about that nice segue nice link between these two episodes that actually aired back to back by using an episode of a different show that aired two days later. Anyhow, Kalisto versus Lince Dorado. Hell of a match. So much fun to watch. I was looking forward to this one all week. Um, the other match that happened this episode was Roderick Strong versus Hideo Itami. But first, let's talk about that finish. Kalisto won after hitting a reverse Frankensteiner that sent Lince Dorado like backwards on top of um on top of Kalisto on his, the back of his neck. It was it was weird. I didn't understand what was happening. This did if it, if he meant to do that, if either of them meant to do that, if it was just a really nice recovery, a very strange recovery, whatever the case may be. It was, I, I watched it back probably 10 times trying to figure out what's going on here. Because Lince Dorado, he kind of like does a kip up off of 
<laughs> Kalisto's back after that reverse Frankensteiner. And um, whether whatever the case may be, I thought it was very impressive. Um, if it was planned to do that, how do you even how do you even plan that? And if it was a recovery thing, that's a very, very impressive recovery. So hats off, masks off to Lince Dorado for the, for that move. But he did lose the match when Kalisto hit the Salida del Sol. Uh, he will advance to round two of the Cruiserweight Championship tournament that culminates at WrestleMania. I'm, I'm pretty excited for that. Um, especially because we find out who's going to be fighting each other next week. We have Drew Gulak versus Tony Nese. And we have Akira Tozawa versus Mark Andrews. I am super excited. I was hoping that Mark Andrews would be in this tournament. Even if he doesn't get all the way to the end. Even if he gets eliminated next week. I'm still really happy to see him in this tournament because it could mean even more that we see more of him uh, in the cruiserweight division. Uh, in addition to the the UK division stuff he's been involved with uh, moving forward. And speaking of the United Kingdom Championship and this tournament, we have Roderick Strong, who's already earned a United Kingdom Championship match against Pete Dunne. Uh, he is now in this tournament for the Cruiserweight Championship. And he defeats Hideo Itami to move on to the second round. Things are really turning up Roddy Strong. I hope he does really well in this tournament. I uh, I could see him getting at least to the semifinal. Who would he face in the final that would be super... Anybody he faces in the final would be pretty exciting, probably. What if it ends up being him versus Drew Gulak? I don't even know who I would root for. I would root for Gulak. Speaking of Drew, the name of this episode comes from a quote by our new 205 Live general manager, Drake Maverick. He asks Drew Gulak, why are you such a goof? You're an amazing technical wrestler. You got to do, you got to do your thing. I want to see your skills in the ring. And to throw even more fuel on the fire, Tony Nese presents Drew Gulak with a present. It's a photograph of the two of them and Daivari uh, sharing a, a very special moment. And Dr Drew expresses gratitude for the image. And Tony's like, don't you see what's going on here? That's when you betrayed me. It was when Drew, uh, it was right before Drew kicked Tony Nice in the face for having uh, turned his back on the wolf pack. Um, I may have to go back and uh, record over that phrase as it has been deleted from history now. I guess, probably. <laughs> or at least going forward, there will be no mention of the wolf pack. And by wolf pack, I actually mean wolf pack. Don't turn your frame on the wolf pack. Oh, wait, so that was supposed to rhyme with train. Don't turn your frame on the, you know, train. But uh, when the censorship kicks in, it, do it doesn't rhyme anymore. Don't turn your frame on the wolf pack. Okay, 
Anyway, uh, let's talk about NXT episode 434. Oh, I hadn't been saying the, the episode numbers. 205 Live number 63 and main event number 280. Okay. Uh, we had all kinds of stuff happening in this match. This is the first uh, new episode from the, the tapings in Georgia. Uh, Sanity attacks the Undisputed Era during their entrance. They're supposed to have a match. And uh, Regal makes it a six-man tornado tag team match in the main events instead. Not for the championship titles. Uh, we had Heavy Machinery versus Sabatelli and Moss. Sabatelli and Moss, Sabatelli and Lost. And it seems that there's trouble in paradise. Who gets their Maserati? Is that the kind of car they had? I can't remember what kind of car they had. Um, we also had a great segment with Johnny Gargano. He accepts the bet presented by Zelina Vega and the NXT champion Andrade Cien Almas. Johnny will get another chance at the NXT championship, but he has to put his NXT career on the line. So what's going to happen? I don't know. I, let's not talk about it. Okay, uh, Bianca Belair defeated some lady without using her hair because she's able to do it quite quickly. And then uh, in our main event, that six-man tornado tag team, it was just, it was bonkers. I didn't even bother taking notes about it. Killian Dane pins Fish to finish the match. Just watch it. It's, it's great. It's great. NXT is so good now. It was just pretty good for a while there now it's so so good again um somebody mentioned this on reddit i should start like writing down these comments uh like who makes them the the really good ones that uh this is really this really feels like the next like it group of nxt because uh ever since really like brooklyn three you can maybe even argue the time period from uh, San Antonio through Brooklyn 3. And the Brooklyn 3 is really when things have started to move in this current direction. Um, they've been wandering a little bit. I mean, we had Asuka for all of that time. But everybody else, then this is a very general statement. But, uh, you know, a lot of the people who right now are these defining talents they were around for the last year for all of this time period that was kind of uh kind of wandering a bit uh but now they've all hit their stride like all together and uh maybe that's partly because uh they weren't quite ready yet maybe it was because there were still some people around that uh are better on the bigger shows uh, to give these other characters room to do their thing, uh, mainly Asuka, and uh, to a certain degree, Drew McIntyre, and of course Bobby Roode, I felt like uh, they were kind of creating a, a rift, in a way, between like what is NXT supposed to be right now? And maybe it, it was by pure accident with Drew McIntyre's injury, that uh, the the torch get, did get passed on to Andrade Cien Almas for the NXT Championship. 
Um, but I feel like that that this is such a uh, has more, so much more potential, and uh, you can see so much more growth just even week to week. Every single time I see Almas and Zelina Vega in a segment, in a match, or whatever, I like them more and more and more. And whoever they're I- interacting with, I like them more. And then, of course, any, anybody involved with Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae, um, well, I like them more every time I see them. And whoever they're interacting with, I'm get, getting more and more interested in. And it, all that's just building up. And the only thing I think we're really missing right now is there's not enough Billy Kay and Peyton Royce. I don't think we've even seen them at all since right before the Royal Rumble weekend. Well, hopefully we see them back in action in in some way, whether they're uh, at ringside for each other with matches going after Ember Moon in that NXT Women's Championship, or in a tag team match against a team like Dakota Kai and Rhea Ripley. That could be pretty dang good. Okay, the last thing I want to talk about this week is a huge match that has been made for New Japan Pro Wrestling Strong Style Evolved in Long Beach, California uh, towards the end of March. Rey Mysterio versus Jushin Thunder Liger. Holy crap, that's going to be awesome. That's it for this week. Let me know what you thought about everything that happened by tweeting me at TIW Podcast. Go to todayiwatched.com for more reviews. If you enjoyed this episode or anything else on the site, please share some links with your friends. Subscribe on iTunes, write a review on iTunes, and support the show even more at patreon.com slash todayiwatched. See you next time for WWE 2018 Week 7. Bye.